Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, Anna. Thanks for taking the time to chat today. Um, I have some questions, so let's dive in. Let's go. Okay, okay so um, on, I think, your latest release, um, the Gino is Alive EP. Yes. Um, what sort of vibe um, were you and your collaborator um, to um, trying to create? So, First of all, DZP started from my collaboration with a very good friend of mine, which is Flug. He's a DJ and producer coming from Argentina that is based in Barcelona. First of all, besides the, res the musical respect we have, we are very good friends. And uh, one day hanging out in the studio, we said, okay, man, we know each other since a very long time. We've been playing our music, you know, he's playing my tracks. I've been playing lots of his tracks. and. At some point, we said, man, this, how stupid is that? How stupid is that we didn't make a track together yet? You know, after such a long time, we know each other. And it was like, we were like, okay, so let's, uh, let's, um, let's, let's do it. And um, we literally spent, let's say, like, this uh, um, came immediately because we sat in the studio for three, four days, let's say, and we, we did produce these two tracks. And the idea behind these two tracks was to produce something uh, in the middle of house and techno, uh, something that everyone could play, from more techno DJs to more like uh, house influential uh, kind of artists. So um, the result was the result was perfect because we got a big support coming from big techno artists, big techno legends, but also from. Uh, really crossover artists like, for example, Laurent Garnier, um, Oni Dijon, uh, and techno artists as well, like Ben Clock, uh, Len Faki, and many, you know, many uh, big techno DJs as well. So actually the result was exactly what we wanted to communicate with these two tracks, which is a kind of uh, funky uh, kind of vibe. I would I would call it uh, funky techno uh, because nowadays you know techno is a, has a big range of sound you know techno is is a big word but then it's divided into different kind of multiple genres and uh, funky techno doesn't exist on Beatport so let's say let's call it funky techno and um, yeah so the 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 P came out on my label Uncage which is a label that has uh, seven or eight years of activity sorry if I don't remember <laughs> but yeah uh, it was the perfect the perfect platform to release this release because it's, this is exactly the sound we uh, we want to release on the on the label on the platform so yeah everything together was just a nice project that's awesome yeah it sounds like the support uh, was super good and um, yeah, like speaking a little bit more to your kind of sound specifically, I mean, I guess it's hard to go specific, but, um, you know, that does seem very much a part of your project is just like not not closing yourself into just techno or just house or just peak time or just whatever. It's like, um, you know, why is that sort of important to you to be able to sort of like play with different sounds and not just, you know, like not just be... Or one thing. Well, you know, I'm, uh, 
I started as a I started as a DJ. So obviously, as a DJ, I did uh, went through different genres of music because I'm DJing since uh, let's say 20 years. Uh, obviously, I didn't start. It, this was not my job at the beginning. I started for passion and just to have fun, and and I still have fun, let's say. But I started really like uh, digging into you know different kind of genres from dance music to house music to hip-hop, drum and bass, techno. So let's say that through all these years, I get influenced by different genres of music. So when it comes to produce music as well, uh, having a background, if, uh, a background that, let's say, was contaminated by different genres of music, for me, is not... Is not uh, um, some people, they just stick to one genre. They just love to produce one genre. Be me, because of my background and what I learned during all these years, I feel like it's it's creative to challenge yourself into producing something all the time different and all the time special and unique. Especially, you know, because what I always say, it's uh, it, my goal uh, doing this, my goal is to surprise myself first. <laughs> and, be, and be happy with what I'm doing, you know, because I will never... Um, uh, one day I will never uh, want to stop my career and say, wow, I was not happy about what I've done, you know, in the last, uh, uh, in, the, in, in all these years. So making different kind of music and challenging myself into producing uh, house, techno, whatever it is, it's just amazing. I feel like uh, it's more uh, artistic and creative, the process. So it's uh, it's what I'm doing since uh, it's what I'm doing since uh, the real the real beginning, you know. It's a it's a bit more difficult because when you stick to one genre, it's easy to communicate to people what exactly you want to do. But at some point in the long term, I think this is missing a bit. The, it's missing a bit the the creative part. I think the artist sometimes needs to step out of the comfort. Let's call it the comfort zone, you know. Well, the place where you feel comfortable. It's nice to step out sometimes, just be creative and and follow the flow, follow the vibe, and do whatever you want to do. Um, what What do you feel like is next for you? What's like a kind of style or sound that you haven't explored yet and want to? What What sort of What sort of exciting you to try next? Let's say that into the limits of what I accept, you know, what and what I love. Uh, I did experience, let's say I did experience almost, I can say, I can, I can really say that I experienced almost everything what I wanted to do. Because if you go through my musical catalog, you can find from, uh, uh, from house to techno to ambient to deep house to tech house. Um, uh, I was checking the other day, I have a, I have a catalog with uh, uh, hundreds of tracks, more than 100, 200 tracks, I don't know. And it's uh, and it's all um, all of them are very different from each other. I had this conversation, for example, with Danny Tenaglia during the pandemic. Danny, for me, is a legend. He's an artist that I've been following since the day zero when I started when I started uh, when I started DJing. Imagine that my uncle gave me a CD of Danny Tenaglia and say, "Oh, you should listen to this. It's good music," you know, back in the days. And I have this. I still have this CD. 
And, uh, and, and then I, I had this conversation with him that he's a legend because during the pandemic, he was like, Marco, send me some music because I'm rebuilding my set, you know, when we will start to play again. Um, so I, I'm collecting as much music possible from all my friends and from, the, from all the artists I like. So I send him a folder with, I think, 300, uh, 300 or something like that tracks from myself, you know? Released, unreleased, everything, and he, he replied back with a message that it's something. It's something that I really, uh, I really, uh, uh, really, really loved. Um, he said, "Marco, I'm surprised about the big range of music and different style you have produced because I went through all these tracks, and I can say that all these tracks are different from each other. So your musical spectrum is so, so large, so big." that it's really surprising to see an artist doing all this kind of all this kind of music you know and and uh and i replied that this is just what i love to do <laughs> this is just what i love to do so you can see my music really being released on techno labels like uh, drum code rec hits uh, uh i don't know uh back in the days when i was doing more tech house on moon harbor desolate uh, um, uh, until defected, for example, which is a, uh, which is a legendary house music label, let's say, uh, close to dance music, and it's like it's 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 just fun, and uh, and I love doing this. <laughs> Do you have a favorite track you've produced, or like at least recently, or does it is it just like always changing, like depending on the mood you're in and that sort of thing? I track that I produce that I like. Uh, I have a few. Um, co uh, thinking about, uh, let's say, um, uh, thinking about my uh, the more experimental part, the, the challenging, the challenging mm -hmm. part of of the music production. I really, really enjoyed my album that I released uh, in 2020. It was called No Filter, and it's an album I released on the influential label uh, Records. That is Radio Slaves label, and it's a label that I really respect a lot because they released so many uh, great artists and they've been scouting also, discovering so many great artists that they became uh, huge and big in the music scene. Um, and this album was really, I think it was the best, uh, the, the best piece of music I produced. Um, it's called No Filter. Then I released another album, which is called Hope. Uh, and it's more ambient kind of music, ambient mixed with electronic. It's also something very interesting. And this is, a, these were the, probably the most, the most challenging, pro, uh, the challenging projects I, I did work on. As I said before, stepping out of my comfort zone and not doing music uh, thinking on the effect on the crowd, let's say, you know, or like just to bang out the dance floor and uh, and uh, not 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 something um, necessarily directed to the dance floor. Something just also, also musical and something for experiment as well. And um, yeah, and also uh, I did really enjoy my EP on drum code. Our it's called Our Freedom that contains four tracks. And on these four tracks, I did really spend a lot of time, uh, almost uh, almost a year, producing them. Wow. Um, and um, musically, uh, musically, technically, and also in terms of sound design, I think this EP was made with um, 
with a um, with a lot of dedication and to the details. So yeah, but I mean, I really enjoyed producing all my tracks, and uh, I can't say I can't say anything anything different. That's cool. Um, yet another specific track I wanted to ask about was um, Armageddon on Defected, because yeah, like you said, all the labels you've released on are really iconic, but. Um, I personally love Defected because it's just such like a beat house. Like a lot of their releases feel like kind of those like summer festival tracks. But what were you kind of, um, you know, when you know when you knew you were going to release something on Defected? Like, how did you approach um, that one? Well, uh, the idea uh, came from uh, uh, me and, um, and a friend of mine, Rico, which is the the co-producer of the track. And um, <laughs> he exactly said it, it was it when we did this track was summer, and uh, it was summer. And uh, unfortunately, all the clubs were closed because of the pandemic, so we didn't have a chance to play this track uh, on uh, on a uh, on a big sound system on a big crowd. You know, because I mean, I couldn't give this track the expo the exposure that it that it deserved at that time. But at the same time, it was it was amazing to release on Defected because it was like, uh, for me, as a music producer, being releasing all the time on um, established house and techno labels, uh, let's say mostly big techno labels, um, releasing on Defected was uh, the cherry on the cake, let's say, uh, for me as a producer to release um a big house track on the biggest house label so it was for me like uh, uh something that i really wanted to do for myself as a producer you know i'm collecting all my i'm proudly collecting all my records uh, on, on a wall and i'm like oh this is from this period this is from this period and then i went uh, darker and then i went more housey and then i went techno and then i went house again I, 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 when I, when I read all this, when I read all this, it's like, uh, it's fun to read all my musical changes and it's, uh, and it's, and, and every time, uh, reminds me of a moment and this release on Defected reminds me of, um, of a specific moment that was this, that was that summer when we released that, when we produced that record and uh, to be honest, we, we just made it having fun and trying to trying to trying to produce um as you said a some a summer vibe kind of track that could possibly smash every dance floor unfortunately it didn't, it didn't because of the as i said before because of the of the of the pandemic but yeah it's uh it's it's a track that is different from all the others i've done so it's unique in my catalog it's a unique track that i've made and it's still like i mean at least on like spotify or whatever it's still like one of your like top screen tracks so it it, yeah. it had its moment um yeah it's yeah that it, on spotify on streaming platform it was uh, it was uh, quite big because it got supported on uh, uh huge big playlist and um and uh it reached almost three, I think, like almost three million plays on on Spotify and all the other platforms as well. But um, 
yeah, it's a catchy, it's a catchy track. It's it's a, it's a summer track. It's a summer. It's a track that I mean, it makes you it makes you have a good uh, a good a good a good vibe, a good time. So yeah, um, I mean, let's say all the uh, let's say the techno DJs were a bit uh, snobby with the tune, but with the track when I released it. But uh, on the other side, all the tech, all the house, tech house producers, it was, it's, a, it's a completely different kind of um, uh, genre. They really, really enjoyed it. And many DJs, they, yeah, we got a huge, huge, huge feedback for, the, for this release. And uh, obviously, um, it's not the only track I released on Defected. I released another single, which is called My Name, um, uh, with Lolita Leopard, which is a singer based in New York. And then I released um, a remix of an uh, old track called uh, What Is My Phone, which is also it's not defected. So I, we, we, did, we did release um, a few different projects together, uh, not only this one. Uh, yeah, but Armageddon obviously is one of the, of the most, uh, of the most uh, played track, tracks on, on, spot, on uh, streaming platforms. Um, and you're based in Barcelona, right? Yeah, I'm based, uh, I'm based in Barcelona, yeah. So, how would you describe the um, electronic music scene there currently? In Barcelona, the music scene is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I would say, in general, Spain in this moment is on fire. It's amazing. Uh, they have so many great festivals, so many amazing events uh, going on here. Um, that it's a, that it's a pleasure all the time to play in Spain and. Uh, and um, the productions, the vibe, the people, the energy is just is just unique. And um, concentrating on Barcelona, Barcelona for me is like my second home because uh, I'm coming from Florence in Italy. I left Florence uh, a few years ago, and when I arrived in Barcelona, I was alone with my car and my studio in my car. And when I arrived in Barcelona, uh, you know, when you change it, when you, when you change a city, it's always a question, you know, what I'm, which kind of, it's, it's like starting everything from scratch, uh, from the friendships, for the studio, for the house, for everything. For the, it's, it's like a new life when you move to a completely new city. So it was a bit of a question. Then I find uh, such a good vibe, all uh, really, um, my welcome in Barcelona was just amazing. And uh, the hospitality and everything. I, I let's say I felt home. I felt the same vibe that I have in my in my in my hometown. And um, this is something you're not you know you're not gonna find everywhere. Um, yeah, was definitely my career was a good step to do because Barcelona is a big international city. We have uh, uh, in June we have Sonar, which is a big uh, like um, organization of events. Um, there is so many amazing clubs in, in the city, and uh, yeah, and um, this is a city where you really, really can grow a lot uh, artistically, and it's a good, it's a good vibe. For my music, it's just the perfect city, just the perfect environment to to stay. And when did you move to Barcelona? I moved in Barcelona in 20, 2018 or twenty nineteen. Yeah, okay, 20, I think, I, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a long time ago. Then, uh, uh, yeah, I moved, uh, I, I, I was living in Barcelona, then I was living in Ibiza as well during the summer because it's very close by and uh, 
and I was living in Ibiza uh, because I had I had to play a lot of lot of events on the island, and and, uh, and uh, yeah. So Barcelona, it's uh, since when I arrived here, I felt in love with the city, with the people, with with everything that this city, this city, this city. This yeah, city. yeah. And then um, Ibiza, like what? What excites you most about Ibiza? What do you kind of feel like when you're there during the summer? The island, uh, the island has changed a lot mm-hmm. in the last years. Uh, everybody knows. The island has changed a lot. I can't say in a good way or in a bad way because when there is a change, when there is a change in everything, there is always a good aspect and a bad aspect of the change. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the island has changed a lot. I don't say it's better or it's worse. It's just it, the island just changed. The only place that stayed true to itself and maintain the roots of of uh, of um, and maintain let's say the the personality that the, that they had in my opinion in, is amnesia amnesia it's uh, for me it's like uh, it's like my it's like my home it's a club where i used to go since uh, when i was uh, a little raver and uh, um, dancing in a crowd and uh, and then uh, st- standing outside of the cabin, seeing all these DJs playing, all these big legends from Sven, from Ricardo, but I can tell you like hundreds of names and, and big legends that they played in that in that club. And um, and it's a club that uh, if you go to Amnesia. Uh, beside all this, the decorations that sometimes are changing, you know. But if you go, for example, in the in the terrace, the terrace is the same like it used to be 10, 15 years ago. The first time I step into the club, and what makes it, what makes it special for me is that in every corner of the club where I walk to, every different place reminds me of a moment. That's why that's why it's so special for me. If I go uh, there, if I go there, if I go in the DJ booth, if I go upstairs, everything, every every place of the club reminds me of a moment, and it's something that maybe uh, maybe you feel it's a bit nostalgic, but really, it's it's really it's really like it's really it's something that I really really loved, and um, it's not easy with the change. With most people, when they, when things changing, they adapt to the change. And they change with the change, but amnesia it's uh, it's uh, it's true to their roots, and they maintain uh, they, they 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 keep it real, as we say, they keep it real. And uh, it's a club where I'm really I'm really enjoying enjoying to play. We have different projects. I have uh, um, I'm a regular guest of Pyramid. This new event that is uh, on fire at the moment, and I think it's a, it's a project that is ready to to explode, um, as you can see from the program as well and the lineup and everything. But um, yeah, uh, it's just it's just an amazing, just an amazing club, and I really really enjoy to go on the island every time because it's a good environment. I have so many friends, and I lived on the island for a few years, so. It's a very special, very special place for me. 
Yeah, I'm like, it can't be too bad having to live in Ibiza for the summer. <laughs> yeah, you should come. You should come because uh, it's 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 uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's just uh, it's just uh, um, I could I can say it's magic to come to Ibiza, and um, you can feel it's a dif- it's a different vibe, and it's it's just amazing. Do you have a favorite club or venue in Barcelona? Input. Input is my is my my favorite club. I've been playing in the city many different clubs, uh, where I really really enjoy to play and I really love them and the team, like Pacha for example. It's also a great club. Um, there is many. There is Barcelona is uh, there is this big event called Branch in the Park, which is also amazing. Uh, they're doing so many great events. And uh, but in uh, if I have to if I have to uh, Imagine myself into a club and uh, and uh, a club that looks the way I love it mm-hmm. uh, in terms of structure, some system, lightning, and everything, and uh, and the way the club is. Uh, it's input. Input is my favorite club in Barcelona. Um, yeah, and what like sort of inspires you creatively? You know, living in Barcelona, having access to all these things and places. Uh, what inspires me? <sighs> The the vibe the vibe inspires me because I'm um, uh, you know many people um, let's take an example many people loves to live uh, in Berlin for example uh, especially techno DJs and techno producers uh, because they find a certain kind of vibe in Berlin uh, some people loves to loves to live in London some people loves to live in Barcelona it depends I really love here in Barcelona because. Um, for the type of person I am, that I'm very, uh, let's say, uh, I'm not a very, I'm not an introvert person. I'm very friendly, very open, very like, uh, um, like how, how can I say, super, uh, super, always in a good vibe. It's, uh, it's, I need, I need a city that reflects my vibe, and uh, mm-hmm. and at, at least, uh, at least. Uh, um, uh, makes me makes me shine. <laughs> so I love so I love Barcelona because it's a city that makes me makes me shine, makes me happy. Uh, and it's not that it's not that different than the place where I where I used to live in Italy. Um, I'm born in a little town close to the sea. Uh, we have the beach here as well. It's a, it's an amazing big city, but you also have the sea. Uh, you can, you know, it's the weather is amazing. It's sunny, and it's, you know, it's for my kind of vibe. It's, it's, it's the perfect city. It's also reflected on my music, because I'm not this. I'm not a. I'm not a dark, uh, uh, techno kind of producer. You know, I think that the place you live as well somehow uh, uh, inspires you, or you know, or uh, contaminates your music somehow. So. Um, yeah, if you hear the, if you hear my music, there is a bit of Barcelona in there as well. Um, are there any other um, producers or DJs based in Barcelona that you're really excited about right now? Oh, there is a, there is so many there is so many great producers in Barcelona. The city is yeah. I mean, I have so many so many friends and colleagues that they live here. For example. Uh, from big artists to upcoming artists, 
for example, um, Ali Dab Fire lives here, which is an amazing, uh, which is a legend and it's a, it's a very, very good friend. Um, uh, Paco Zuna lives in Barcelona. Um, Joseph Capriati used to live here. He just left, uh, but he's planning probably to come back. Uh, so, uh, and we are waiting for him if he comes back. Uh, well, and then we, there is so many great new producers like Fluke, for example, uh, Andres Campo. Um, there is there is so many, so many, so many great producers living here. Uh, also, some great new talents like uh, Swilly, for example, which is a great new name that I really, really enjoy and I really love his music. He has this kind of funky, old school, uh, old school house funky vibe um, and it's he actually has the studio next to mine uh, yeah I mean, it's a city it's a city that brings new talents all the time and uh, and, and many people just love to live here you know uh, um, I come I came I came to Barcelona because my my good friend uh, um, uh, one of my friends, Gaetano Parisio, which is an Italian, uh, an, um, uh, one of the masters of the Napolitan techno from the from the 90s, it's, uh, it's, uh, he told me, Marco, you should come to live in Barcelona because I think it's a perfect city for you. It's a, you should you should come to live here. Uh, I see you. I see you living here. You know. So come here. You come here. You will, you will find friends. Don't worry. You're super super friendly guy. Um, and he was right, and he was right. After like a week, I, would, I was totally feeling that this was the place where I wanted to spend the rest of my life. So, so yeah, it was a good choice. Yeah, I love Barcelona. It's such a, it's a beautiful city. It's a fun city. The weather is like California. I don't see anyone living from Barcelona, living upset from Barcelona. <laughs> Uh, even, even when I was even when I was moving from Barcelona to Ibiza to spend the summer, and you know, going to Ibiza is exciting, you know, because it's a summer, and you expect to have such a good time, and uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, uh, in Barcelona, I just I just feel good. It's just a perfect, uh, just a perfect place for me. Kind of going back to your sound a little bit. Like, what are your thoughts? Um, being both in it and outside of it, what are your thoughts on the current state of um, techno music? What I think about techno music now? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I think that there is a lot of confusion. Mm. Uh, there is a lot of confusion uh, that is basically coming from all the Wow, this sounds this sounds a bit this sounds a bit a, a bit old and pathetic, but it's 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 mostly because of uh, the content the, all the contents on social media. There is a big confusion because uh, techno before used to have a certain kind of defined sound, let's say, and and now it evolves into something completely different. Uh, nowadays, uh, I see some DJs, some people playing hardcore, uh, gabber music, hardcore, uh, which is 180 BPMs, uh, even like trends and something like that. And they call it techno. They call it hard techno. 
And we, this is not techno. This is not hard techno. This is just a completely different kind of music. So the problem is that is the contamination of all this into the genre is creating a lot of confusion. Because playing techno can't be a war of who's playing faster than the other. You know what I mean? So obviously, if I go in a club and I want to play 200 BPMs, I can go and play 200 BPM. I put 200 BPMs on the CDJ and I play 200 BPM. And then I, I call it art techno. But this is not art techno. This is just stupidity. You know what I mean? It's it's something doesn't make it's something that doesn't make any sense. It's something that is destroying the is destroying the genre. So if you want to do this, make sure it's cataloged under a different genre of music. You know? So this kind of music must have a dedicated festival, a dedicated club that is doing this kind of music. And uh, because sometimes the the promoters and they just mix the lineup, they just mix uh, artists that they are not, they have nothing to do with the other you know it's I, i've seen some lineups that i i was like i was like what is this you know why why are you putting this artist before this one and after this one and you know making making a lineup is not only about selling the tickets and it's not only about the, the hype or uh, i put this artist there because it sells the tickets so i, did, I don't give a, i don't give a shit about what is he playing there is a big confusion based on what people play, what promoters are booking, and on what's, what the people understand about the music. So, yeah, it's not easy. There is a big confusion. Uh, I, I honestly, uh, when everyone started to go faster and, uh, and hard uh, and, you know, and trying to destroy the dance floor, uh, I, 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 I decided to take on my kind of, on the techno I love, which is, uh, which is uh, techno with a good vibe and, you know, some, uh, uh, some groove. If people remind, if people remind, if people remind what's, what's, what groove means, you know, because most of the music, uh, most of the techno music nowadays is just a kick and the bass, but is missing all the mid part, which is called, which is called groove. <laughs> groove needs to be there. Is techno is not only kick and bass and 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 the noise. It's 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 groove. It's what is what what it's it's what makes you dance. The groove makes you dance. You know what I mean? And uh, this is uh, this is what I call the sexy the sexy side of techno. <laughs> It's missing, all this part is missing. So uh, I'm trying in my possibilities, and thanks God many other people does the same. Some people, they, keep, they, they try to maintain techno into certain limits. And, you know, being, try, trying, to, trying to maintain it as a, as, as, a, as, a pure, as a pure genre of music. And then, and then yeah, there, there is there is some people that they just call it techno and it's not techno. It's yeah. I'm glad and I asked that. I used to go. I used to. I used to. Go, I used to go to rave to raves and hardcore events when I was 14 years old. No? <laughs> um. Okay. Now I want to talk about your label, which you've mentioned a little bit, but. Um, yeah, what was sort of your vision for Uncage when you started it? 
this the 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 key of the project was to uh, open a platform to express my vision of music and also discover some new talents. That was the that was the goal of the project when I started it. Was to uh, release the music I really loved. And uh, you know when you release on some other labels, it's I I can't say it's a compromise, but always the reason is you have to make happy. You you need to feel into the sound of the label. You know you send some music and you, I cannot send to Dramco to Alan Bayer uh, some random music that I'm producing. I need to be I, I need to send him some music that works for the label. You know. Because this is more, this is the mistake many people do. Also, to me, they send me some tracks that they have nothing to do with what we're doing. It it looks like some people don't even check the music you're doing on the label. You know, just send you music, and may okay if you want to sign it. But man, this is not the music we do, we're releasing. You know, so it's very important that people listen before to send demos to the labels. So going back one going one step back. It's uh, it's uh, it's uh, I opened the label because I wanted to release on Uncage the music that did my 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 concept of techno and uh, and uh, which is as I said before groovy in the middle of house with some old school too I call it jacking jacking techno you know the the, the 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 name is jacking techno which which reminds me some techno with the house elements in there some old school samples something that. It's vibey, it's vibey in there. Some vocals, and um, and, uh, and and the other the other goal of the label was to not release only my music, but also try to get to dig into new some new talents and give them a chance to uh, to to shine in the music scene. Uh, we did it with a few names uh, during these years. Of course, we did release so many established names, like many like. Radio Slave, Alan Fitzpatrick, Mark Broom, uh, to some very super underground names like Donato Dozzi, that is Italian, is is an amazing artist. So we went through different underground, some different underground names as well uh, for the for the quality. But also we did discover some um, some new talents like uh, Daniel Richard Jr. that is now releasing music on uh, great new labels, uh, Ackerman. We did sign so many artists from scratch, artists that they didn't have a chance, and we went, we went searching for them, mm. and uh, and then uh, and then we signed them. What I'm doing, some people don't believe that, but they say, "What being, being a dad, being a father, because I have because I have a daughter, touring life, make music." So and then after all this, you also have your private life, you know that is. <laughs> we also have we also have a life and also uh, and and also you have a label and you go searching for the new talents which is a difficult part because you need to you need to listen a lot of music so what i'm doing is i'm listening almost 300 400 tracks a week wow which is uh which is uh, uh let's say a day that i spend during my whole week uh, I have I have uh, my uh, Alessandro, that is, that is my tour manager, and is is, uh, is helping me a lot with this. We download every week everything that we, that that arrives, and I can say I can tell you we get so much shit music sometimes that when I play it, I'm like I'm like why 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 did you send me this? But we download it anyway because we got we want to have we want to give a chance to everybody. So we we download all the music. 
and I'm spending almost three, four hours during a day to go through all the tracks that I downloaded. It's a long process, but uh, because of this, I can, I can proudly say that we discovered some great talents that now are releasing music, that they play some gigs, they have a chance, and they, they can, uh, let's say, open their possibilities and their market now. So, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm very proud of this because I reminded when I started DJing, there was no technology, no, no way to interact with the artists, to send the demos in this way. I used to send the CD to the office of the label and wait for a reply that 99% of, 99 of the times was never, was never coming back. So uh, uh, as I really wanted to have this uh, possibility when I started DJing and we didn't have it, um, I'm if, the, if nowadays the technology offers the possibility to, to do this, I want to give these guys the chance to, the chance that I wanted to have when I started. So is all of the discovery happening from listen, listening to demos or like do you go and dig on SoundCloud or any other places as well? On SoundCloud, people can send the music on our SoundCloud page on Uncage and they just drop a message with a playlist and I'm going there and listing all the tracks, all the tracks. And many people just replied, thanks Marco for replying these, you know, many labels that didn't, didn't even play the tracks, didn't even reply. And I do my best. Sometimes it takes some time because I obviously... It's a long process, and besides this, I'm all down, I'm down, uh, uh, sorry, I'm downloading all the promos that we get every week for the gigs to play. So it's uh, imagine uh, I'm very versatile as a DJ. I play, from, I play, I love to play from house to techno. Uh, my musical range is very uh, large. I don't go in a club and play all the time the same set. I lo I don't like it. It's boring. I just, I just try to build every party a different set depending on the party I'm playing, uh, not playing all the time the same music. So to do this, I need to listen a lot of music. Obviously, when you play in Ibiza, when you play in Berlin, when you play in London, it's, it's, it's a different vibe. Every, every city, every club, every uh, situation is, is different. So I always try to uh, put myself into the situation and, and, and try to do my best with the music. Do you listen to other music? Do you ever get tired of like listening to dance music all the time? Are you like listening to jazz music when you go to bed? Yeah, like <laughs> jazz music is my is my favorite. I love jazz music. Besides electronic music, my favorite my my favorite genre is uh, jazz music, and I listen a lot of ambient as well. Um, for example, I have a, I have a playlist also on uh, I, I made a playlist on uh, on Spotify that is called Marco Faroni Over the Clouds, that is a playlist, why Over the Clouds? Because it's a playlist I listen all the time that I'm flying. So I'm fly uh, when, I, when I fly, I don't listen to techno. Sometimes I work on my laptop, I do some edits, I prepare my playlist, uh, I arrange my computer. But most of the times I, I go check, I go listen to some electronic ambient music, you know, something more experimental, like uh, floating points, uh, uh, Boards of Canada, Rival Consoles, I'm, I'm just checking my playlist, Fortet, uh, you know, Burial, this kind of music that really, that really makes me relax during the flight and during my, you know, chilly, chilly moments. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm like, if you're only listening to dance music, your heart rate must be really high all the time. <laughs> Like, okay. Well, um, I I love I love listening I love I love listening dance music, but uh, most of the times when I when I listen to to techno house is um, well I'm pro- I'm also producing a lot I spend uh, from six till eight hours a day in the studio making music. Wow. Uh, this is something I never stop. I never stop. Some people say, oh. Uh, now you play, you are, uh, you, see, you, you know, you already reach your goals, you're playing all the festivals, you tour the world, you did tour the world already, like, oh, and, uh, you know, but I say, I, I say, I, I just love making music. It's my, it's my, it's my, uh, I love it as a hobby as well. It's, it's just fun. It's, uh, it's something that, that I love to do. And I will forever do probably because being sitting in the studio making music, it's uh, it's just amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, so when you are choosing someone to release on Uncage, like what sort of characteristics do like the artist or song need to have? How can I choose the artist? Yeah. Yeah. What 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 sort of well, makes this Uncage? <laughs> Low, uh, the music is the most important thing. I don't really know. I don't, we release we release some artists that they have uh, 400 followers on Instagram. <laughs> we release some artists from scratch, from nothing, and uh, that's the most difficult part. Uh, what I really appreciate is when the artist, after that you give him a possibility to express himself, first of all, remembers where is he coming from. And the second thing I really appreciate if he's, if he keep sending us music, because some artists after one release, two releases, they be, they think they become uh, Jeff Mills, and they start sending music to uh, other labels, and they start you know the 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 ego gets uh, gets out, and uh, they believe they are famous, and they can uh, they can do like you know, and we and we always say. We will always do your, the best for you because we 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 discover you from nothing, from scratch, and we we sign your we sound your music, and it's difficult for us because imagine if you have to release a new artist that most of the time a new artist doesn't sell, so you need to promote a lot the music, release, uh, make some contents, make videos of um, of myself and other DJs playing the track, collect as much material possible to promote the artist. And as soon as you reach, uh, as, uh, as soon as you reach the level, of course, I I understand when the artists want to release on some other label. This is also something that I've done. But if it's a release that is making sense for him, for his uh, profile and credibility, I will say, go. It's your turn. Fly. You know what I mean? Fly. If it's a, if it's a, if it's a bad label and a bad release that doesn't make sense to 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 doesn't make any sense to do i would say why why doing this because this is this is destroying your profile and it doesn't bring you anywhere some people make releases on a label because they promise them to play one gig and then they, they sign a record on a on a bad label because they offering them a show most of the time this is what happens you know because the artists really want to play want to play but this doesn't make you play. Doesn't make you. Doesn't make your profile strong. It makes your profile looking in your mind strong, but it's not. 
and and the way the way to bring out to build your career is to believe in a project and and and, and try your try the best to grow up with this project uncage was a plat is and was a platform for many label for many artists to 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 rise and to be discovered in the music scene some of them keep supporting us and they love what we're doing and we're trying our best to promote them and give them a chance some artists just don't, don't remember what we have done for them and they just they disappear they just don't send music anymore and uh, and then uh, you realize uh, you realize that it was a waste of time so but uh, but, uh, but but uh, but uh, but uh, at least we have done something for them so this is what makes me what makes me happy and uh, and satisfied about about the project don't forget about marco <laughs> don't forget where you no don't forget where you come from but in general in general because if you remember where you where you come from of course you can be more successful you can become a big artist nowadays potentially everybody can become famous because of a, of a tiktok of a video of a track of something you know i can say i can say uh, how but some people just become famous okay and i'm happy for them but never forget from where you come from, because if you remember that, this will maintain you to the high level. If you forget your roots, as soon as you go, as soon as, as, soon as you go up, as soon as you go down. <laughs> to that point, can you speak to um, how the club um, Tanax, Tanax? in Tuscany where you had your first residency. Ah, Tenax, yeah, Tenax. Yeah, how that yeah. influenced you like as a DJ and also just as a raver and dance music lover? Well, Tenax is a club where I really uh, discover the beauty of electronic music. Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, I come from, uh, I live, I live, let's say all, almost all my life in Florence, but I come from a small town in Italy in Tuscany, which is called Lucca. It's a small town, beautiful, but it's a very small town. And we didn't really have a music scene there. So when I wanted to have a party with my friends, when I was young, the first, um, the first, uh, let's say, the closest clubs to my area were going to the beach or going in Florence, which was the biggest close city um, to go and have a party. So and there was Tenax, which is a club that runs since uh, 40 years. It's a legend. It's one of the most legendary clubs in Italy. And um, I can say about Tenax almost the same I said about Amnesia. They maintain the, they, they maintain their the roots. They, they the club the club always uh, maintain the name, the credibility. Um, the quality and um, and I, of course I went to party at Tenax million of times and I've seen playing everybody from Laurent Garnier to everyone everyone just everyone played there and it's one of the most uh, legendary clubs in in Italy and this is where I felt in love with electronic music when I was young this is the place where I said I want to be a DJ <laughs> When I see the DJ playing, I said, okay, I don't want to be here. I want to be a DJ. I want to play music. So, yeah, then obviously I went there and it was, um, uh, I can say it was like going to school. 
for me. Every time I was going at 10x, musically, I was learning something. I was coming back home with something. Uh, with a moment, with a track, with some inspiration. And, uh, and uh, imagine that my, one of my first releases came out on 10x recordings. That was, at the time, was a legend. It was one of the biggest uh, house labels in Italy. The label still exists. It's doing well. But back in the days, it was uh, like a big goal to release on 10x recordings. And I've done it once. Actually, I've done it twice. One time with Oni Dijon, uh, with the Oni Dijon remix. But the first time was back in 2008. It's a long time ago. And, uh, and obviously, I was very young. Imagine my first release came out in 2006 on vinyl. We are talking about a long time. So obviously, when I was going there, I was going back home, sitting in the studio. That was not a studio. It was like a garage at my parents' house, and uh, I was literally spending my entire day uh, making music with the, with the inspiration I was taking from my, uh, from my uh, old-time, uh, ravey <laughs> days at Tenac. Um, and I can't wait to be back. Because all the all, every year I play in, the I play in this club, and it's every every day. It's like Christmas when I play there. You know, yeah, I feel it's I feel it's like Christmas. I feel it's like my birthday. It's something I can I can express the feeling. It's uh, it's a place where I go and all my friends are coming to party all together. It's it's just uh, it's just a party for 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 a huge big family. What was the first track or tracks that got you really excited about dance music? The first track that, that really, oh, wow. Um, okay. Uh, the, first, the first record that I bought on vinyl was uh, a track from, was JD, Plastic Dreams, on RS Records. I bought a secondhand vinyl in a little shop in my hometown. That was, uh, that was the first, uh, the first um, let's say, house techno record that I bought. I can't really catalog is under house or techno because it's a, it's a bit in the middle. So it makes sense because I love this kind of music. <laughs> and, uh, I, I still love this kind of music. So um, then I was, uh, then I was uh, back at that time, uh, obviously in my city, we didn't really have a musical background. So I was digging into the market, into the little markets to find some old records, some second hand vinyls, you know. And back in the days in Italy, when I started DJing, uh, dance music was really, really big, uh, which is not techno, which is not house. It's, we call it Italian dance music, okay? And, uh, and uh, I remember that one of the first vinyls that I bought, uh, it was uh, a track from Prezioso Fit Marvin called Emergency. And... Um, and it's a, it's a, it was, it's, it's a, it's a legendary Italian dance music track. Okay. I don't know if people know it outside, but it's a, in Italy was, a, was a, was a, it was a big, it was a huge hit. And, um, talking about, I, I get why I'm speaking, why I'm speaking about this one, because now I'm, I, I sample this record. Mm. I did sample this record. And, uh, and,
and uh, hopefully we are going to, we are going to release it under uh, officially with the with the original sample from the from the original from the original track uh, which was an idea I I mean I was in the studio one day and I said well I should sample this one it was such a big record you know and many people maybe doesn't know the sample so um, hopefully hopefully it's coming out uh, it's coming out by this uh, by this year I can't say the label yet but maybe it's coming out and uh, and of course uh, uh, yeah I, wrote, I, I really uh, one of the most influential uh, I can I can tell you only one track because it's uh, DJing since 20 years I can't say only one track but there was so many tracks that really inspired me like for example Laurent Garnier Man with the Red Face when I was going at Tenax to party uh, one track that really changed my game into techno was uh, Paul Walford Erotic Discourse and uh, this was a track that really really uh, opened my perspective into electronic music and um, and uh, the most interesting thing and funny is that I played with Paul Warford back to back last week <laughs> for the amnesia opening so uh, it's it, it's um, well it's not only the first it's only it's not, I didn't get only the, I, I, I during all these years I had many many great satisfaction by sharing the decks with many artists that I, I was looking for I was looking when I was when I started DJing, but specifically with Paul Walford was a, was a, was a special moment because Erotic Discourse, the track that he that he signed on that he released on 2020 Vision, probably 15 years ago, was one of the I was I was so happy when I bought it. I remember I was so happy when I bought this vinyl and I was playing it that. The uh, the other day I was thinking that I'm I'm playing I'm playing with this guy man it's it's crazy you know how life is it's uh, music is just music is just it's just magic it's uh, it's just incredible how can you how can you grow up and and succeed in your, in your into your things you know and build up your career and and um, I played the first I, I played this track 15 years ago. And me and this guy didn't know each other, and uh, we met last year, we met last year uh, in Amnesia again, and then this year we played back to back, and it was uh, one of the best sets we ever played. So uh, it's amazing. Ah, fun! I love all those stories of the music coming full circle, like the songs that inspired you, and then getting to play with those people. So, I don't I imagine. I don't imagine. I was. Uh, don't imagine when I started DJing. Uh, uh, I was 14 years old. I was 14 years old, in my bedroom. Okay, and imagine after 20 years of music, of gigs, of dedication, of uh, spending all your time making music, and you know, and. Uh, because I didn't bring my I didn't bring my career because of a TikTok video or or something uh, that was, that went viral on social media. I I I built up my career making music and playing every gig, doing my best, and, and really it it was a long it it is it is still a long journey because uh, you never stop. But and um, it was a very it was a very very long long journey full of dedication of sacrifices and 
and time. So it's uh, imagine like for example, I used to release on uh, on uh, on the local dices label Desolat uh, ten years ago, and last last year we played together back to back. And in dice for me, beside the, beside the respect I have is I has I have for him as a person, is uh, is, uh, is it was it's 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 a legend and. Uh, and um, also, I did, I did play with so many great artists that when I started DJing, they were already at the top level. So it's, uh, I think as, as a music producer, building a career like this, it's, uh, it's the biggest, it's the biggest uh, satisfaction you, you, you can have. Mm -hmm. And uh, because you really, uh, bringing, bringing up a career, year by year and after all this time you really appreciate every single moment and every single step you're doing you know you give it the, you give every step the right value you don't say oh okay i'm famous i am i'm doing you say wow it takes me it takes me five years four years to get here you know to play in this club to play to release on this label to play with this artist and wait because i still have a lot of goals that I not that I didn't that I didn't succeed succeed. So I'm I'm still working on it. <laughs> well, so that's my last question. Actually, is um, what's something on your uh, DJ bucket list that you've yet to accomplish that you would really like to? Ah, <sighs> um. Of course, play into some uh, festivals that I would love. I would love to. I would love to play uh, because it's uh, it's a goal as an artist. For example, I would love to play at Movement in Detroit, which is a festival where I never played. And uh, I think that after making uh, music for for so long, I mean, maybe one day. Uh, I will have a chance to play there, uh, and then also uh, play back to back with one of my heroes, which is Laurent Garnier, and it's uh, my it's my favorite uh, it's my favorite DJ. So obviously, uh, he's an artist that is being supporting me a lot since a long time. He's play is is reacting to every promo we send from the label to all my tracks. Is 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 really. He is a man. Laurent Garnier is a fucking man. He's amazing. He's an artist that is replying to every email I send him. Uh, uh, it's really, it's so respectful, so, so, he's, he's a real gentleman. Beside the respect I have for him as, as a music, as, as, a, as an artist and as a DJ, I, res I really respect him as a person. And uh, so it would be, it would be uh, a honor for me to share the decks with him one day. And uh, say, so yeah, and then of course, uh, keep releasing, and just, uh, just being happy with what I'm doing. Just, just, just stay true to what I love to do. That's the most challenging part. Just uh, be, there is no festival, no gig, no back to back, no track, nothing that can, can be more important than this. I think that uh, you should be, happy with what you're doing. That's the most important thing because one day, if you're not happy with what you're doing, it's better you stop. And you leave space to some people that are more happy than you because this, what, this is what the people read. 
they read in your eyes if you are lying or if you are true, if you enjoy what you're doing or if you don't enjoy, if you're communicating your real message with the music or if you're, or, or you're, or if you're just doing something for the market, for money, for hype, for this is, and, and it's, it's always important to, uh, to stay true to yourself and do the best to maintain this. This is the most challenging part for a producer, and uh, of course, and, be, and, and being able to being able to produce and release as much quality music possible. That's my goal. I hope I can I, I hope I can be forever able to make good music. That That's on my bucket. List. <laughs> <laughs> That's on my bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Marco. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for taking um, all this time with us. Thank you so much. And uh, I will see you soon.